Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> everybody welcome to another edition of the hauntings of i'm talon chip is along by my side and today we got a pretty cool episode for you guys today uh we're going to be talking about the great state of king turkey uh, now whoa, 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 whoa. hey hey did did you say king turkey? i said king turkey oh, damn it. all right all right <laughs> tell them the story behind king okay turkey. Now, if you guys remember <laughs> okay if you guys remember on our last episode, the the hauntings of Kansas, we kind of told you this would be our next haunting of. We were going to talk about Kentucky, but we made a reference to a story of why we said Keen Turkey. <laughs> uh, so, Talon, I want you, okay. uh, in your best revisionist ability. Tell okay. this story. Um, some some of the pieces may be fluctuated here and there, but to make a long story short, um, we were all at Buffalo Wild Wings in Hickson, back when Buffalo Wild Wings was in Hickson, um, having fun, you know, enjoying a pay-per-view or whatever. And Chip had to leave the very next Monday morning to go to Harrison, Indiana? Evansville, Indiana? Do you remember which? I think it was Harrison. Um I believe it was Evansville, Was it Evansville? Actually. I could have swore it was Harrison. But anyway, we, no, we, I'm sorry. We traveled through Harrison to get there. Okay, anyway. Um, nevertheless, yeah. the guy who was going to ride with him got called into work, couldn't go. So he asked me if I could ride with him. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we get there. We get in the car. We start driving. We go through Nashville. Matter of fact, that was the first time that I actually seen Nissan Stadium like up close. But th- that was back when it was called LP Field. Um, so we're driving up through, and we're going through Kentucky. And, you know, we stopped, we were going to stop off at this gas station to get cigarettes, because at the time we both smoked, and energy drinks, because at the time we didn't know no better. Uh, So we were driving, and we go to this small little town, just right off an exit, it's called Grand Rivers, Kentucky. And... I I made I said something to Chip. I said, you know, you know, people down here, like in the real rural parts of Kentucky, they really can't say Kentucky. They end up saying like King Turkey, you know. And Chip's like, nah, man, that's probably just a stereotype, man. I'm sure everybody in the state of Kentucky can say Kentucky. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm pretty sure that you're gonna find at least one, you know, person who who will say it incorrectly. And he's like, well, we're stopping here at this gas station. I'll make a bet with you. Okay, what's up? He goes. <clears throat> Well, now this no, let me uh, hold on this was back when both of us still smoked yeah uh, as well yes so yeah. we'll preface that uh talent is two two and a half, two and a half years yeah uh tobacco free uh and i'm i'm 10 almost 11 years tobacco free yeah uh, so if anybody can do it we if we did it, anybody can do it. I promise you that. Exactly. Um, so anyway, but he, I think Chip said something along the lines of like, well, if you can get the lady at the counter to say King Turkey, then I'll I'll buy you like two packs of something, whatever whatever cigarettes you wanted or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. That means you got throwing an energy drink too. And he said, all right, that's fine. So we get in there. We get, we get to the gas station. We stop and we got gas. We walk inside and I walk up to this lady and I was like, excuse me. And I intentionally said the the, the state of King Turkey wrong. I did it intentionally. So just to see if she would get a reaction. 
So I walked up to the lady and I said, hey, ma'am, excuse me, um, we're not from around here. Do you know what part of King Turkey we're in? And she said, I'm sorry, honey, what'd you say? Do you know what part of King Turkey we're in? She goes, honey, it's not King Turkey. It's King Turkey. And the look on Chip's face was priceless. At that point, I looked at him. He just turned around and walked right back outside. And then as soon as you go here, as soon as he walked outside, I just hear this audible screeching laugh. Like it was the most hilarious thing I ever seen. And the lady's like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, man, we've been driving for a while. <laughs> He's a little delirious right now. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. So, and that was, that was the story about that. And then next thing I know, Chip walks back in. He, he buys me cigarettes and the energy drinks. We get in the car. As soon as he gets the car, he looks at me and he goes, if I didn't hear it with my own ears, I wouldn't have fucking believed it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Nope. I never would have <laughs> believed it. Never in my life would I have believed it. But ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you it is 100% true. In in the, the backwoods of Kentucky, they actually say King <laughs> Turkey. I don't know why they add the the extra R's <laughs> and all that, but it's yeah, they t- take the E out and replace it with an I, they throw a G and a, yeah, all that kind of shit. Anyway, so now that that story's out of the way, and we hope you guys got a kick out of that, let's talk about the state of Kentucky. Kentucky is best known for a couple of things. Horse racing, whiskey, corn, bluegrass music, uh, bass college basketball, but it is also known to have a lot of paranormal activity. In fact, it's considered one of the most haunted yes. states in the United States. And there are many locations throughout the state where you can get very, very compelling evidence of the afterlife. So with that being said, we're going to go over a, a few of them here today. And we're going to explore some haunted places of Kentucky. Yep. Chip, let's go ahead and hit them with the first one. All right, so uh, first up is uh, a place called Pope Lick Monster in Fisherville, Kentucky. All right, and just so you guys don't think I'm making this up, this is real. It's the Pope Lick Monster. All right. Uh, Also, more commonly, this is known as the Goat Man. I'm sure everybody's heard of the Goat Man. If not, you've probably lived under a rock all your life. Uh, so the the Goat Man has apparently been luring unsuspect, unsuspecting people to their deaths for as long as the locals can recall. Depending on which story you favor, this hairy horned monster is either a survivor from a circus train wreck, or he's a local goat farmer. Who tortures his? I can't even. I can't get this out of my head already. Who tortured his goats on behalf of the devil and therefore fitted his own soul? Uh, and when I read that, it initially brought me to a news article that I read last week. Uh, it has nothing to do with Kentucky or this story, but a man in Florida went to jail because he molested a goat. The craziest people you'll ever meet are people from the Bronx and anybody from Florida. <laughs> that That's right. So when they said a goat farmer who tortured his goats, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, <laughs> goat man, goat man. But <laughs> goat man, goat man. Uh, so, so 
He is said to mimic the voice of children calling for help to lure people onto the train tracks where they then become frozen in place as a speeding train hurtles towards Ooh. them. Very deceptive, if you will. Um, Very wow. deceptive. I'm, I'm guessing these stories are the they're probably the two of the most far-fetched stories you can possibly think of. A survivor of a train, a circus train wreck, and then a goat. Yeah, like yeah. that's probably about as far apart on the spectrum as you could possibly get if you think about it. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, you, you, you hear yeah, the story. it's just just weird. Yeah, you hear the story, um, and uh, he he's he lives under the Pokelet Creek Bridge, um, and all that. You know, like if you if you if you actually go to uh, the website that we're using, Chip. What website are we using for our content today? That would be that would be hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored, but we hope yep. to be. Anyway, so yeah, I mean the bridge looks actually pretty uh, pretty gnarly. It just it don't even look like it's uh, it's made for walking. It just looks like an old train bridge passing over. Because uh, I can clearly see a road underneath the. Yeah. It, it's cool. yeah, there's a road, and just on the other side of the road, it looks like there's. Um, uh, maybe a, a river or a creek, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, you assume a creek because it's over, you know, over the uh, it's in Fisherville, so obviously that's either something to do with the movie, it's a creek, so Fisherville, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. um, well, and, and the fact that they call it Pope Lick Creek Bridge, yeah, uh, so yeah. you would think that that's Pope Lick Creek, yeah. Maybe, just maybe, um, but yeah, but also the the mimicking of ch of voices of children cry crying for help, um, you know. And if you're a parent, then yeah, I mean, you audibly when you hear a child calling for help, that's where you're like, oh, yeah. you, uh, you want to go uh, even if it's not my yeah, own exactly. child. When I hear a child call for help, I'm like, uh, I need to go check right. this out. And next thing you know, you think you're going to help a child. Um, next thing you know, some you know. You got a yeah, goat, goat man, man. <laughs> not and not, not and not Michael Jordan goat man or LeBron James goat man. Just you know, goat man. You know, almost right? like a, there's a creepy pasta about that, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later uh, on our next creepy pasta. We, we got all kinds of content coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but anyway, all right. So we're going to go on to the very next one, and this yes. is specifically entitled "The Gates of Hell." Dun, dun, dun. And this is in Grandview. This is at Grandview Cemetery in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Now, Grandview Cemetery is the official name of the graveyard, but it is also known to it is also known as Casey Cemetery or the Gates of Hell. All that remains here. Okay, so this graveyard has three different names. Well, I got a feeling that it, it, it was known as Casey Cemetery. I'm guessing that's what it was. It used to be called or, or something like that. And I think the Gates of Hell is pretty much a nickname. And I think I'm, I think when we talk, we're going to know a little bit more. All, yes. all that remains here are the graves of those who died in the 1970s and the, and, I'm sorry, in the 1700s and the 1800s and the ruins of an iron and stone gate. There are a variety. Shit, I was fixing to say, yeah, the 1970s. That's pretty, yeah, almost, pretty. Recent. Almost said 1970s. I seen, I seen the seven, and my mind went for whatever reason. My mind went 1970 something. Anyway, <laughs> there are a variety of stories related to the old, related to an odd occurrence here, 
including large balls of glowing green light, shadow figures, and disembodied screens. Some have even claimed to have car trouble when visiting the area. Unfortunately, that's all that is said. You would think that if a place is called the Gates of Hell, you would hear demonic chanting or you would hear some type of seance or some there might even be a gate there yeah i mean do you walk through the iron and stone gate and do you do you like feel a presence like what exactly is it normally normally you you would you would feel more than just you know because because like we talked about on previous episodes there's some stories that we read where you hear them and you automatically get those chills you get the hair on the back of your neck stands up you get the cold bumps you you get the goose pimples and then there are some where you're expecting to be like, because you hear the title, The Gates of Hell, and it's like, oh, shit. But then you read it. Oh, this, this is going to hit right yeah, here. But then you read it, and it's like the only thing that's really paranormal is large balls of glowing green light, shadowy figures, and a disembodied scream. Like, to me, that's that doesn't seem that scary to me. You know, it's a, it's uh, a scary yeah. name, but, you know... I mean, unless I can, let me look this up real quick because thanks to the, thanks to the magic of uh, the internet, I can actually look up Grandview. Let's see Grandview Cemetery. There we go. Oh wait, there's two of them. Wow, there's a lot. Of, Make sure you well, get there's the right a lot one. of Grandview cemeteries. There's there's one in Maryville, Tennessee. There's one in Johnson uh, Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, but we want the one in Elizabethtown. There we go, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Okay, here's okay, okay, here's one. This is actually from Louisville.com. So this is, you know, okay. it says John Road is Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Lies, lies the 100 year old Grandsville Cemetery, also known to locals as the Gates of Hell. The cemetery serves as the gravesite for families living in the area in the 1700s and this eerie quiet clearing in the, in the woods most popularly oh here okay here's here's why it's most pop okay, it, okay. it's most popularly known as a hot spot for cult and satanic rituals so huh. maybe it's not necessarily the the paranormal that is scary is the fact that um <laughs> There's like actual like satanic cults and people there making sacrifices unto the the dark lord or something like that, you know. So maybe that's why it has such a reputation for being haunted. Because I mean, I I don't know if I don't know if many you know cults sacrifice humans to this day. I'm sure some of them do, but I don't know any any of them in my in my head right now. Uh, so I, I don't know right off the top no, of my head. But it no. is it is it is scary to think that you know you you're going through it. But, but here's the thing. I mean, if you were buried, if you died in the 1700s and you're buried there, chances are you ain't got no family family coming to see you. You know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, I'm no. pretty sure your your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children are probably already dead by now. You know what I mean? So, you know, unless somebody does like a weird like. 23andme.com search and tries to find their ancestors or something like or ancestry.com or something like that. So who knows? Right. But anyway, all right. 
So it did sound a little bit boring, but then I heard, oh, satanic rituals. Mm, that's interesting. They could possibly, possibly do something scary. I don't know. But anyway. All right, Bob. Uh, you got the next yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Next up is the Old Talbot Tavern in Bardstown, Kentucky. Go. All right. Uh, so it says the Old Talbot has a long history. It has provided food and shelter to famous people, including Abraham Lincoln. However, however, the inn's most famous ghost is the outlaw, Jesse James. Ooh, I'm interested. It is believed that until now, he still visits the inn. If you visit the hotel, you can still see the painting riddled with bullet holes, which Jesse James put there himself. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I may have to take a a, a trip to to Bardstown, Kentucky, (laughs) just to see that. Um, There are also reports of a mysterious woman who continues her hauntings of the hotel. Other reports include items moving on their own, things disappearing and reappearing in other parts of the hotel. Furniture has been seen to jump up and down unexplainably. Mm -hmm. Shadows moving quickly and vanishing just as fast have been reported throughout the tavern. Doors apparently open and close of their own accord and lots of footsteps and strange sounds have, uh, have been heard throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, a little bit of history here. Go ahead. Uh, the passage of time is evident from a few creaking floorboards in the old Talbot Tavern. The place has an air of time gone by and people long since gone. In the old days, travelers used to arrive at the inn on horseback. Now they arrive in cars. Tourists, as well as locals, Mingled with each other, the hotel has never closed since it opened in 1770. Wow. So they've been in business that, for a while. That's a true test of time right there. Yeah, I would From 1770 to 2020, uh, never closed. That's great. That's it, exactly. Uh, so, yep. So throughout history, the old Talbot Tavern has been the place of rest for various historical figures. Such as Daniel Boone, Ooh. Abraham Lincoln, okay. General George Rogers Clark, huh. and French King, King uh, Louis Philippe. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. So, in March of 98, the tavern suffered a devastating fire. The roof and most of the second floor were badly damaged. Some of the murals were damaged and have still yet to be restored. Extensive rebuilding was done and the old Talbot reopened in 99. So it it was closed for just a short period of time for a a remodel, but not not closed in the sense of going out of business closed. Um, Yeah. So currently the old Talbot bed and breakfast has five rooms available for accommodations. They're all decorated with antiques. Each of the five rooms is named after someone famous. Hmm. The tavern is available available for people who would like to book parties of large groups and weddings. 
Yeah, I wouldn't um, mind having a wedding in a tavern where there could possibly be a freaking ghost. Why not? <laughs> you know, it'd right. be interesting. It'd be a great. Um, it'd, be, it'd be a good little selling point. You know. Yeah. Especially you know with uh, it being you know the outlaw you know with outlaw Jesse James and um uh, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln yeah. Daniel Boone yep you know so yeah um, I think so the Bourbon Bar uh, the Bourbon Bar offers guests light snacks drinks and live entertainment on the weekends happy hours from five to seven every evening Monday through Friday and before leaving the tavern guests can purchase souvenirs. From the hotel's gift shop. Well, there you go. Uh, yep. What if they sell it, them it pop guns? <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, I wonder if they sell them pop guns. You know, the, like the ones uh, they got, like the 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 uh, the cork on the end of it. Then you pull it back, it goes pop. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of like the one you yeah. did in like uh, Gatlinburg. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. The old, old uh, school ones with the string on them. Yeah, yeah, with the string on. Yeah, and the messed up part is if you um, pop it too many times, the string falls off, the, the cork would fly across the room, you'd break something, your parents would spank you with the gun. Yep. Uh, the shit out with that gun. <laughs> uh, so the old Talbot bed and breakfast has been featured on the Travel Channel and the Food Network, and it is ranked as the 13th most haunted hotel in the entire United States. Oh, interesting. Yes, it does feature a private bath, cable television, a telephone, a coffee maker, a refrigerator, and wireless internet. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they had that in 1770. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honey, um, honey, honey, <laughs> honey, what's the address of the Emancipation Proclamation? My GPS ain't working. <laughs> oh, my yes, God. Yes. Uh, so, here are the prices and names of of each room now, remember I told you there's five rooms so you have the Lincoln Suite and that starts at $89 a night you have the General Quarters which starts at $69 a night you have the Anton Heinrich room which starts at $59 the Daniel Boone room which starts at $59 and the Washington Irving room which starts at $99 Talon, where can they go to book those rooms if they'd like? Hauntedrooms.com, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check them out. We're not sponsored yet. Hopefully. Be a good right? God's plan. Talon, you got the next one up? Yes, sir. Let me go ahead and get through here. This one is called the Mammoth Caves. And this is at Mammoth Cave National Park. Looks like it looks like a uh <laughs> looks like actually it looks like a uh uh, a loading screen for a horror themed video game. It does. Anyway, it does. Um, it says that the the mammoth caves are believed to be more than four thousand years old. It is thought that Native Americans mined the cave walls for minerals and then were buried dead inside. A lot. Well, I'm sorry, they were buried alive inside. It is now rumored to be haunted with visitors hearing disembodied cries and having rocks thrown at them. Now, you can actually go to this place still. And the name actually comes from... The cave's name refers to the large width and length of the passenger of the passages uh, connecting to uh, the rotunda just inside the entrance. The name was used... Uh, long before the exist, long before the cave system that's currently there was existing, um, because it, it basically 
to reveal a mammoth link of a passageway is what, is what it says. It says that no fossils of a woolly mammoth have ever been found inside the mammoth caves. And the name was just simply just thrown together because of the size. The name of the cave has literally nothing to do with an actual woolly mammoth. So there's an interesting tidbit there. Um, most recently, that the, the discoveries was is that um, further connections between Mothman caves, the Mothman cave, and smaller caves in like this cave system. Uh, they was used. They were trying to mine for gold, um, and and at some point, people actually during the Civil War actually used this cave to hide in some respects. Um, oh, they, that's they interesting. Yeah, it says back on March nineteenth of twenty of two thousand and five, a connection into the Ropel Caves, uh, Ropel Cave uh, portion of the system has surveyed from a smaller cave called the Yordana Ridge, adding approximately three miles to the cave, making it even larger than what it originally was. Um, they said it is certain that many more miles of the cave exist but have yet to be discovered um now discovering the caves um they said that finding new ways to enter and to see it's, it's very rare that you can find more caves connected to it or whatever um you know which is more just the website that i'm using now uh, it's talking more about geographic portions of the actual cave itself um, right. Not necessarily <clears throat> the haunting part of it, um, but it says that the National Park Service, Service offers several cave tours to its visitors. Uh, some notably feature the caves such as Grand Avenue, Frozen Niagara, and the Fat Man, and Fat Man's Misery. Can be seen on lighted tours ranging from one to six hours in length. Two tours lit by one visitor carried uh, visitor carried lamp are provided and a popular alternative to electric lit routes several wild tours as they're called venture away from the beaten path into muddier and dustier caves if you're brave enough to go check that out um the mothman cave headquarters um uh and visitor center is located in mothman cave parkway which is connected to Kentucky Route um, 70 and north of Kentucky Route 255, if anybody who wants to go check that out. Um, haven't really been finding too much more about the hauntings of this place as of yet. Let me look up hauntings, see if that brings me up anything extra. Um, yeah, it doesn't really bring me up anything different, so... I'm getting all the bad ones today for some reason. It's like these, it's like I'm not getting any, anything, any, anything horrifying or scary or anything like that. You know, right? Well, uh, the, mine have just uh, so far been uh, more interesting than than scary. Yeah, and mine have been more de- like I've been mine's you know because you think gates of hell. Oh my god. Oh, oh, that's it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get one paragraph. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, we'll go. We'll continue. <laughs> anyway, hopefully, hopefully the next one that I get is better than this one. So, Chip, right. you go ahead and get yours. We'll, we'll go next. All right. So next up is the Sealbach. I'm sorry, the Sealbach Hilton Hotel. Uh, again, I get a hotel uh, mm-hmm. in Louisville, 
Kentucky. All right. By God, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> By God, Louisville, Kentucky. I wonder if they call it Louisville or Louisville. I think it's Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> and then you and then you get that and then you get that pompous ass. Well, technically, it's pronounced Louisville. Shut up, moron. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Uh, so our most famous resident of the hotel is the lady in blue. All right. So the lady in blue is one of the reasons why a lot of people flock to the hotel. Yes, the lady in blue. <laughs> Not sure why, but we I'm sure if we'll continue on with the story, we'll figure it out. Um, right. So there are various stories attached to the ghost, but almost that she is the ghost of one of the hotel's guests, Patricia Wilson. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, so they named her in full. <laughs> right. um, so it was in 1936 when Miss Wilson moved to Louisville from Oklahoma. She had recently separated from her husband of four years. In an effort to work things out with her husband, they both agreed to meet in Seelbach. Okay. Mm. Yes. So, <clears throat> the husband never showed up. Ah. Never showed up. And here is why. On his way to Silbach, he was killed in a tragic car accident. Mm. She was devastated by the loss. And after a short time, she found at the bottom of the or she was found at the bottom of the service elevator shaft. Ooh. People cannot agree if she jumped to her death or if she died by accident. Um, That's interesting. Th- yeah, because you can make the case for either side. At that well, uh, but but I, you could probably make the case that it was murder, too. Yeah. At the bottom of the service. I mean, who actually thinks look at the bottom of the service elevator shaft? Yeah, that one's that was more difficult to explain. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't um, make any sense there. Nope. So people cannot agree, or I'm sorry, uh, in 1987, several people reported seeing Miss Patricia Wilson. Some claimed to see her on the eighth floor, while others claimed to have seen her in the hotel's mezzanine. However, all the guests agree that the woman they saw wore a pretty blue dress and had long black hair. Right. So that's consistent in the story. Very consistent. So aside from the lady in blue, the hotel is also the home of various other guests. A staff of the auto cafe reported seeing an old woman in ragged clothes standing behind the mirror uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if it was just the reflection. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> right. Um, the employee turned to walk towards the woman, but she had already disappeared. Yep. Uh, and, and in 2004, a couple who was on their honeymoon booked a room on the eighth floor of the hotel, and they awoke to find a man standing by the window looking out of it. The room was also strangely cold, and immediately after they turned on the light, the man just disappeared. 
Other guests have reported smelling a faint scent of perfume and hearing disembodied footsteps. Mm-hmm. Not voices, but footsteps. Right. So, honey, honey, you up? Honey, you up? Where you going? No, nah, nah, it's just it's just a guy wearing a it's just, it's just some old man standing next to the window. He walking by. He got spurs or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's right. That's a, uh, yeah. So, a little history of the Silbach Hilton Hotel. Uh, as we know, it, it, in Louisville, it had its grand opening in 1905, and it is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and has served a lot of historical figures throughout its existence. Right. Um, but it doesn't say what historical figures those are, so uh, we'll leave that to your imagination. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, the ho- hotel was founded by Bavarian-born immigrant immigrant brothers Otto and Louis Seelbach. Uh, they wanted a hotel that would embody the grandeur of European hotels. Okay. Uh, so it does have a French Renaissance design, and it was rapidly regarded as being among the finest hotels in the country. Interesting. That's that's interesting. Um, so in 1925, uh, Louis Silbach died and the hotel was sold to Abraham uh, Liebling. And I, I believe that's right. I may be butchering that, but Liebling. Uh, for a little more than $2 million. Interesting. Yes. Uh, four years later, in 1929, the hotel was again sold to the Epley Hotel Company. Uh, briefly, it was also under ownership of the Sheraton Hotels, uh, which okay. we have we have one of those here locally. It's the Sheraton yep. Reed House. Yes, uh, we do. Uh, which and also so, considered. We'll get to we'll get to that when we get to the state of Tennessee. But yeah, go ahead. We'll get to that when we get to Tennessee. Um, so uh, for a brief time, it was renamed the Sheraton Seelbach Hotel. Uh, but today, the hotel is now owned and operated by Hilton Hotels and Resorts. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, small little uh, fact about that is um, the hotel's grand ballroom yep. was featured in the movie The Great Gatsby. Oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and so the ballroom has an area of 4,900 square feet and makes it an ideal venue for exhibitions as well as uh, wedding receptions. Yeah. So there not you go. Ba- yeah, not a bad place. Again, you know, you're getting the places that are that, that are like, hey, you can have a wedding here. Hey, you can see me these ghosts. It's all famous and shit. And I'm like, yeah, here's a cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here, here's a cave. Here's... um. Here's the gates of hell that's anything but. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying my best here. I'm trying. I promise I'm trying. Anyway, so we're going to go to another one. And this one is called the Louisville or Louisville Palace Theater. This is in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, the Louisville Palace Theater opened in 1928. Originally known as the Lowell's Theater, staff, visitors, and actors alike have all claimed to see a faceless woman in her 40s. I'm sorry, I won't say a faceless woman in her 40s. A faceless woman in 40s attire and a man in his 
30s attire sitting in the front row. Now, that could be attributed to, to maybe somebody from the old vaudeville days. You know, a lot of people, yeah. especially back in the 30s and the 40s, vaudeville and, you know, Abbott and Costello, Stooges, like all these different types of, you know, comedy acts or even just musical acts that was prevalent back then. Um, so it would it's possible to see a sighting like that if indeed the place is haunted. Uh, there is also there also has been reports of children giggling in an empty bathroom, and some say that a projector operator who had a heart attack on the job never clocked out, and he's still oh. in that projection room. In fact, you can actually go to the projection room, and you'll feel cold spots, and you will even hear a disembodied voice, which is very interesting. Um, I found a cut like. There's one, uh, matter of fact, there was, a, there was a news article that came out. Um, this was from, it says, Louisville Palace has withstood the test of time. Perhaps some of its original crew members and, and patrons have also. Um, it's, and, and this is just a quick little uh, news story. This was from October 28th of 2019. And it said, back in the 1920s, Louis, Louisville's 4th Street was called a theater square in the heyday of movies and cinema it was a place to be in the evening and on the weekends as the era faded many of the theaters did as well however the louisville palace theater withstood the test of time perhaps some of its original crew and patrons have also now marketing manager mallory kramer has said i think when you have such emotion such past passion and driven crew working it is just natural for them to want to continue their work even after they have passed on. Now, the Louisville Palace opened, like we said, in 1928, and it is one of only two movie houses that has survived the urban revival in downtown Louisville. Millions of visitors have enjoyed movies, films, which is the same thing as movies, shows, and productions in, in the theater over the years. However, the Louisville Palace has also become known as a source of haunted happenings. Kramer said on one particular night, a man, a, pr a production manager was visited by a pair of mis mischievous children. He was alerted by the sounds of running footsteps, but after a search of the building, he found that he was all alone. He went to lock up for the night. His visitors pulled one more trick on him before they left by pulling one of his shirt sleeves, pulling him back into the pull, pulling him back into the room. As he turned to look, he saw no one, but he heard the faint he he heard a faint sound of children laughing. Yeah, <laughs> scary. Oh. He turned and it yeah. says that he turns back to go downstairs again to see what's up, and he hears the two children running away. Now, ghostly children aren't a common occurrence in the theater. However, there are a couple of visitors who make their presence known more often. Crew members have actually named one of them Bernie. Bernie, they said, was a crew worker from who worked in the projection room. This is where we're getting to the projection room side. He liked to keep a okay. close eye on a modern day on the modern day crew, perhaps, and sometimes maybe a little bit too closely. Uh, one of the people who working there who remained nameless said well, he's a bit of a trickster. He likes to flirt with a lot of the women that comes up here and works. One female worker in particular felt taps on her shoulders and even felt a pinching on her rear end. Mm -hmm. And when he, when right. we got a right, right. And, when, and when he's not flirting with the ladies, he's messing with the men. 
uh kramer says kramer said in report he's like well he likes to slam doors on people he likes to stop films in the middle of production and things like that but other than that he's a pretty fun ghost like okay there's such thing as a fun ghost anyway kramer's personal right. experience with ghosts was a sighting of what can only be described as the gray lady nearing all nearly all of the staff most of the in the most of the facilities uh, i'm sorry the faculty team has had an experience with this mysterious spirit uh kramer spotted her one day as she was walking into the theater she said i just see something out of the corner of my eye i walk over there and it's just a woman standing there maybe three or four paces ahead of me she was transparent I can see right through her, but it was clear as day that she was standing there. And then I said, hello, and she just disappeared. Now, you would think that these ghostly sightings would have the crew scared and spooked and wanting to leave, but it's in fact the opposite. In fact, uh, Kramer, Mallory Kramer has said that they're more connected to the patrons than ever before. We are more afraid of the negative spirits or somebody not being happy with their experience. We want them all to have the best experience possible. And that, right. I mean, for me, you know, to have, for someone who like is involved still to have that experience, you know, like where he's like, there no spirits has even hurt them or anything like that. I mean, you would think if the guy was leaving, locking up and he feels a tug on his shoulder or a tug on his sleeve and he turns and looks and then all of a sudden he doesn't see anything yet he hears children laughing like it's like okay these kids are playing with me you know what i mean like you know right but, but then my thought process becomes well how did the kids get there were they did they die young and then that was their fondest memory was being in the theater watching shows and things like that um and it talks about like what we said a minute ago like they it talked about uh the actors they claim that they've seen a faceless woman and a man in their 30s and 40s attire, you know, different, you know, different people like that. That one's interesting because it it's almost like it, it, it you know, from 1928 and it still survived 92 years. You know what I'm saying? And it's still around to this day. You know, I mean, that's a testament again to them, you know, but for the fact that it's still around and there's still tours. In fact, they're actually still having shows and stuff like that as a matter of fact tonight as a matter of fact tonight um monday august 31st our one of our favorite bands is actually performing there tonight oh really I, or is supposed to well shinedown is performing there at the i assume that they're i assume that they are because i think most of the stuff that's been postponed is now getting taken care of again because shinedown is doing their deep dive tour and it's going to be coming to the memorial auditorium i believe in october i want to say october 7th or october 9th i can't exactly remember i got to go back and look at it um you know so but yeah um but yeah they're going to be there they're also doing uh they also do in september they're doing a thing called upon the rock it's like a uh let me look at this real quick yeah it's a, the passion play i think it's some type of christian thing or whatever i can look into it real quick but you know different story yeah upon the rock a passion play um okay yeah no 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 i'm sorry it's it's not it's not oh it, well it's a gospel thing yeah it's it's yeah it's about gospel music and effect and you know different things like that yeah so you can you can go check that out um if y'all want to 
But anyway, yeah, I thought that was very interesting about the transparent woman, you know, saying that, you know, like I seen her plain as day. I mean, she was see through, but I seen her plain as day. You know, that was very interesting. Right. And the fact that they're still around today and they're still producing out shows and they're still putting out content and things like that. I think it's cool, though, because maybe. But, but again, with all the with all the COVID stuff going on right now, hopefully people are still wearing their mask and being socially distant at this, at least at this time, you know, maybe later on in the year god's plan hopefully everything will get better i pray and hope it does at least um you and me both brother you and me both. but anyway all right so let's jump go ahead and jump on to the next one yep uh next up we're gonna talk about the perryville battlefield and this is in perryville kentucky yes uh now there's not a whole lot about this uh, other than uh it's the the site for the biggest Civil War battle has ever seen happen. Of course, right. it would be has ever because there is no Civil War going on currently. Not that there won't be at some point, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it is estimated that 7,600 people were killed or wounded. Right. Um, and it says that the Confederate victims were left to rot right there on the battlefield, which is likely why this has become one of the most haunted places in Kentucky. Uh, and so I did uh, a little more research, and uh, all that all that it says is many visitors have reported seeing ghost-like figures wandering the grassy fields, sometimes in complete daylight. So it's no wonder why Perry Battlefield makes our list of haunted places in Kentucky. Right. Uh, so it's a little lackluster in my opinion, um, but typically uh, battlefields uh, where wars have happened and everything do seem to be considered uh, very, very haunted uh, when it comes to stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, mainly it's because you you're coming from a place of souls never got you know a chance to rest never got a chance to you know live their life out you know they fought and they died you know for whatever cause that they believed in um you know right being i mean being 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 left out there yeah i'm sure that if you go any i'm pretty sure any battlefield that you go to you're gonna feel at least some kind of different you know some type of like there's there's just different energy that comes with you know different areas you know right but anyway but yeah but that being said though we're gonna go ahead and jump on to the very next one this is one that i have been wanting to talk about for a minute um you know ever since we started doing the hauntings of in fact when we originally sat down to do um before we even had the thought to do the hauntings of series we were originally just going to do a hauntings of episode of movement radio and one of the main we were going to talk about literally like some of the most haunted places in America at that point, not just state by state, but in America. Right. This was one of the, this was a matter of fact, I think this was one or two on the list of places that I wanted to talk about because it is so iconic in terms of the stories that you hear. And it is the Waverly Hills Sanitar- Sanitarium in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, there was something special about all the abandoned asylums and sanitariums, but some are just creepier than others, and that certainly applies to Waverly Hills. 
Now, without any doubt, this building can be counted among not only just one of the haunted places in Kentucky, but of the entire United States. Waverly Hills was officially opened in July of 1910, and over the next 50 years, it housed thousands of patients suffering from tuberculosis, and the sanitarium eventually closed its doors in 1962 when, ad- when advances in medicine brought new drug treatment that would cure tuberculosis, so it was no longer a death sentence. Now, the hospital was renovated and reopened as Woodhaven Medical Systems Services. However, in 1980, that two, that two had to be closed because of negligence and abuse. Not that the tuberculosis treatments used prior to this were any less inhumane. You know what I mean? There is no exact figure for the number of deaths that have occurred at Waverly Hills. But the best estimation is that the number is well over 6,000 deaths. Oh, wow. There are many ghosts that walk the halls of Waverly Hills. Shadowy figures, disembodied screams and voices, agonizing moans are all very normal. Now, we could have never mentioned, we could never mention every single spirit that resides in this place. So instead, let's summarize some of the hot spots of the paranormal activity. Perhaps, probably the most famous one is the so-called death tunnel, okay? Now, this underground tunnel runs from the main building to the bottom of the hill and is used to remove corpses so as not to disturb other patients. Okay. They believe when they're taking these corpses through this tunnel, that somehow, someway, their spirit gets trapped in this tunnel. So if you go to the tunnel, you will hear more agonizing moans and screams and you will feel the presence, you know, now granted it's a tunnel and it's underneath ground, obviously. So you're, it's going to feel cold. Um, uh, if you go to, and I'm not going to, and I'm not, but without revealing, without kayfabe and too much of the old job, if you go, there's a certain hospital in the Chattanooga area that actually has an underground tunnel that goes underneath uh, Third uh, Third Street. Uh, are you talking about um, Erlanger or uh, Kindred Hospital? Erlanger. I be- yeah, I believe okay. it's Erlanger because you can go from one building and then go up underneath and then you go into the medical mall. Yes. Yes. Well, they have a tunnel that goes underneath the road. Now, I've went through this tunnel, but went through, through this tunnel to go, you know, do stuff and for the hospital and things like that. And then, I mean, you feel cold spots there, you know, even as I, I mean, even if it, even if it was just like a hospital thing or whatever, because I don't see them moving patients through this tunnel. It's basically going from like one office to another, but right, yeah, right. even then going through that tunnel, you still feel cold spots everywhere and not, not eerie in a sense. It's just like, I'm underneath the ground. It's going to be a little bit colder underneath the ground, you know? Um, but then again, when you're underground, you're closer to the Earth's core, so you figured you'd be warm, right. but yet you're cold. You know, there, it's, it's oxymoronic, I know. Um, but nevertheless, if you go to room 502, that room is said to be where a pregnant nurse committed suicide after the doctor who fathered her child rejected her. Her spirit, oh, wow. Yeah, her spirit is said to be eternally tied to that room and you can still hear a baby crying 
the baby that was never born, you can hear crying. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that, that'll give you goosebumps. Uh, but yeah, uh, Waverly Hills is, again, it, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those uh, places that's very, very, you know, scary, you know, in a, in a lot of sense. Um, and you can actually still go there to this day um, if you want to um, take a tour or whatever. Now, this it has been on television a lot. Also, uh, Waverly Hills has been popularized by the television show Ghost Hunters, and it is actually considered one of the most haunted places in the eastern United States or if all of the United States. Now the oh, wow. now it was also featured on get this the ABC, the ABC and Fox Family Channel Scariest Places on Earth, uh the VH1 Celebrity Paranormal Project, um Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, uh Zone Realities Creepy, is that and that's a British show and there's, there's another British show also called Most Haunted, Paranormal Challenge Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. It was on episode 18, season 3 of Animal Planet series called The Wild Man. That show was... I missed that show. I and, love that show. Yeah, that show was... Turtle Man's awesome. You know, hope hope everything's okay with him. Um, but anyway, um, it was also uh, going to be featured. It doesn't say here, but it was also going to be featured on a... You remember the MTV show Fear? Yes. It, it only had like three seasons, but the following season, what it, it was supposed to be on that following season before MTV canceled the show. So they okay. never had a chance to explore that one. Uh, it's also been featured on paranormal shows such as Ghost Asylum and Paranormal Lockdown, both on Destination America. And it was also mentioned on the CW show Supernatural, season 11, episode 23. The title of the episode is Alpha and Omega. Uh, the Buzz Show, I'm sorry, the, the web show BuzzFeed Unsolved visited the location in season two for one of the Supernatural episodes, Timmy Wants to Play with Ryan, is the name of the episode. And Waverly okay. Hills Sanitarium is the subject of the fifth episode of the third season of the TV show Kindred Spirits. Um, it has been, again, like we said, it's been known for all kinds of, you know, different things. Uh, now, the old sanitarium is owned today by a private investor who opened the historical building up to curious overnight guests and ghost tours. Touring information um, is available at their website, waverlyhills.com, and, tour, and tours inform guests of the building's history and its origin. Now, here's something that I didn't know by, by, by just by this. It is also responsible for the sounds of the underground music festival. Now, Waverly Hills. Oh, nice. Yeah, listen to this. Waverly Hills Sanitarium hosted the last show of the touring musical festival Sounds of the Underground back in 2007 on August 11th. Now, the show featured prominent acts of the extreme metal bands and the extreme metal and metalcore bands. And those bands included Job for a Cowboy. The okay. the Axenia Stain. I want to say I'm saying that right. I don't listen to that band that much. Uh, Hatebreed, Shadows Fall, Camara, Guar, Cramo, the Number Twelve looks looks like you, and one of my favorite one of my one of my favorite bands. Not my favorite, but one of my favorite bands, and hopefully a band that we will do a retrospective on. Lamb of God. Similar, okay. yeah. Similar feet. Similar festivals, festivals and concerts 
will likely not happen again at Waverly Hills Sanitarium due to complaints from the local residents. So you're okay with haunted spirits and evil people. Don't you bring job for a cowboy in here. Like <laughs> maybe that's why they think it's. Yeah, yeah, I don't it know. Is, you know? Because I'm sure that they, you know, uh, I'm sure that that uh, would bring, you know, revenue to that town. But yeah, you would think so. I mean, think, I think about it. Yeah. Hey, do you want? Hey, <laughs> it's like we don't like this band. We want. We we don't want no musical festivals in here. Okay, well, why come you guys got shitty roads? And eh, because they, the city won't pay for it. Gee, really? I wonder why. Gee, you know what? If there was only some way we can generate some positivity and some revenue so we can do something nice for this city like i don't know pave the road you know but anyway we're not we're not gonna get into that too much i i don't, I don't deal with city and local politics it's none of my business but anyway um anyway um so anyway that's that's one thing oh here's another thing that i didn't see i i, I totally uh glossed over this one it says it kind of goes back to the um the uh the episode where they said timmy wants to play with ryan there is a ghost of a little boy named Timmy who died in Waverly Hills at the at the tender age of six years old. He plays with the investigators, often bringing them balls and toys for him to play with him. Oh yeah. wow! So, like, if I'm sitting in a room and a kid brings me a ball, and I'm like, "All right, I'm rolling the ball back to you," you know. But even then, it's like you play with a. Here's the thing: I have I have a seven year old son. We play for a little bit. Do you know how difficult it, it is to be like, all right, hey, we got to quit playing. You got to go do something. No, let's play a little bit longer. Okay, we'll play a little bit longer. Right. Okay, well, hey, I got to go. Now, let's play a little bit longer. It's time for bed. No, let's play a little bit longer. It's, Bubba, it's time for bed. Let's play a little longer. Okay. Could you imagine a ghost, six and seven years old, you know, like you, you blow, roll the ball back and forth, but you get kind of freaked out and you want to leave and you hear the voice say, no, stay. And it's like, oh, God, well, I'm going to stay here forever. You know, like. Right, that would be right. weird enough as it is. But anyway, all right. No, so you got uh, the last one, that's, that's Uh Yes. So the last one up is Bobby Mackey's Music World, and this is in Wilder, Kentucky. Hey, that sounds that sounds like right. that sounds like it's right up my alley. Shit. Right. So Bobby Mackey's Music World has gained such notoriety as one of the most haunted places in Kentucky that the mere mention of its name conjures pictures of apparitions and sounds of disembodied voices. Oh, wow. Yeah. Poltergeist activity is very active, and there are people from all over the world that go here just to experience it themselves. Wow. Uh, So... It says poltergeists are the kind of paranormal things which you would rather not have. They represent the dark side of paranormal activity. Uh, so, uh, being not too familiar with paranormal activity, because as most of you know, if you've listened to us for any length of time, I don't believe in ghosts. But when they when you represent the dark side of paranormal activity my geek brain immediately says okay i know what that means because in the star wars universe the dark side is the bad guys so the bad guys no (laughs) not at Uh, all you know sith here 
yeah, even though most of the time the Sith were much, much cooler. Um, yeah. you know, the bad Maul, guys, the bad guys are always cooler. I mean, that's yeah. the way that, that's the way that we've been taught. You know, bad guys are cool, good right. guys suck, but at the same time, the bad guys are evil, so fuck them. Yeah, pretty much. You know? pretty much. Um, so the tavern has since been established as one of the most haunted nightclubs in the United States. Uh, patrons have even claimed to have spirits enter their bodies while in the club. Oh wow! Sure, it wasn't. Are you sure it wasn't the ecstasy? Uh, it could have been the ecstasy. <laughs> uh, could have been the Molly. The Molly takes over. Fizzle. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yes. Uh, so there, there are sworn affidavits from visitors who have given detailed reports of their personal experiences. They said they felt cold chills and a different personality taking over. Some have even claimed that their facial features changed or were contorted when they looked in the bathroom mirror. That's a little yeah wow. <laughs> that's um, that's out there definitely. Yeah. I mean, so you Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you can. You you can kind of explain the personality transformation. That's cocaine. You can explain the. Uh, you can explain the. Um, the. Uh, the. It's kind of hard to explain a damn. Oh, my face looks warped in the mirror. Unless you're like extremely drunk, you're thinking to yourself like, "Oh shit, this this gets kind of freaky," you know. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Um. <clears throat> so Bobby Mackey's lawyers have even advised him to place a sign by the entrance door saying that the establishment is haunted and that the management is not responsible for any actions of the ghost or ghosts involved. Wow. So they got what it like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 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 right, so, right. so, so, so let's just say for some, I don't play let's just say for some ungodly reason that something bad happens in the club that night and like I don't know maybe somebody you know god forbid dies by alcohol poisoning or dies by some type of you know maybe drug overdose or something like that they can just they can just turn around and say hey they signed a waiver we said the ghost would get them we ain't responsible you know but you know, they could just blame every situation that happens on a ghost. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're like, hey, drug overdose? Yeah, that was that was the ghost. You know? Yep. You know, the ghost drunk death, that was the ghost. You know, building set on fire? That's a fucking ghost. You know? Yeah, some of it doesn't make sense, yeah. but... Hmm. All right. Uh, so, uh, there are various manifestations which have been found dwelling within this nightclub. Okay? Right. Ghost children, ghost children have been seen. A headless woman has been caught on EMF and EVP. Uh, so I think that's video and audio of the paranormal kind. Because yeah. EVP is electronic voice phenomena. So why would, how can you, I, I don't know. You can't really capture a person. Well, you can capture the voice, maybe. Maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, oh, excuse me. There are some spirits who are menacing to the people that they come in contact with. The most entertaining, however, is the blub, or in the blub, is named Johanna. 
Hundreds of patrons have seen her standing on stage performing with Bobby Mackey's band. Oh, wow. Kind of like yeah. the dance in the cages or something like that? Uh, I, I would assume so. Maybe she's up there uh, dancing around something. Uh, but um, So faucets and lights turn on by themselves. Objects move around in plain view. People have reported having their body parts touched, their clothing being grabbed by unseen hands. Um, at present, there are several ghost tours to Bobby Mackey's musical. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, a uh, brief history here. Uh, country music legend Bobby Mackey first laid his eyes on the crust that is now known as the music world and he fell in love with it when he came across the building he was not thinking about purchasing a property or owning a nightclub however according to reports voices were speaking to him and telling him to purchase the building and so he did okay um that could be one of those poltergeists they talk about buy us buy us yes so um it says that from 1850 to the later part of the century, the building served as a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. The sealed, yes, uh, the sealed well in the basement, which is now currently known as Hell's Gate, was used to wash away animal remains. It later became a casino and a refuge for the mob members who took over the place from Buck Brady, the previous owner. Well, damn, we're just getting into all kinds of shit here, ain't we? Yeah. So, uh, Buck Buck Brady was distraught after the casino was taken from him, so he shot himself. And there have been reports of multiple murders, but it has not been clearly established as to how many people died at the hands of mob members. Uh, Presumably because there's a well known as Hell's Gate in the basement that they just chucked shit Hey, wait a second. I just thought of something. What if, because you said gangsters, you said like mob members and stuff like that, and this is in the state of Kentucky. Yes. Was this around? I, I know it didn't. I don't, I don't know if you gave me a year or not, but was this around the time of of a, a prohibition? Um, it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand, especially with prohibition, and it 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 just says from 1850 to the later part of the century. It served as a slaughterhouse, and then from there it became the casino, and then from the casino it was owned by uh, mob members. Okay. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe because the next time the next thing it says is from the 1930s to the 1970s, so that could have very well been around prohibition in right. the 20s. Or, I mean, or racketeering, or maybe if the casino was still around, maybe it had yeah. something to do with. You know, something along those lines. Some type of uh, organized crime activity at that point. Correct. So, uh, from the 30s to the 70s, the building hosted an array of nightclubs. Okay. Um, After that, it was used by Satan worshippers who said that they got strength from the building's evil history. Uh, and there are reports of sacrifices 
but eventually a new life was given to the building when Bobby Mackie purchased it. Um, and I want to see, um, does it tell me when Bobby Mackie purchased it? Uh, no. But if you look at the picture, uh, I mean, it just looks like a, a rundown yeah. uh, hole in the wall that, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't think that it would be anything other than, I mean, nothing really. No. It just, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because they talk about, because um, I'm on the actual Wikipedia page of Bobby Murphy's Music yeah. World. Okay, that's where yeah. I was going. Um, it also because it talks about the, uh, it talks about um, the different folklore that of of the uh, of the establishment. It also talks about different television shows that it was featured on. Um, and then if you see that there's an ad lib that says the murder of Pearl Bryan. That that's interesting yes. how it's connected to uh, this story as well. Um, it says that she was a 22-year-old pregnant American woman from G- Greencastle, Indiana, who was found decapitated in Fort Thomas, Kentucky in 1896. Her head was was severed below the fifth vertebra due to the mur- murderer's gruesome nature. It achieves it achieved notoriety. Most recently, they're claimed that her ghost now resides at Bobby Mackey's Music World located in Waller, Kentucky. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it says here that um, Bobby Mackey bought it in uh, 1978. There you go. So that's that's the date I was looking for. So Bobby Mackey bought it in 1978. Yeah, 1970. I mean, 1978, man. That was that was you know, disco was still almost was st- disco was still prevalent in a lot of ways, but there was a lot of other new stuff that was coming along at the time. Um, especially with you know, which if you, did he did he buy, buy it specifically to be a nightclub? You know, no, no, no. It, so it it clearly sta- stated that um, he had no intentions of buying any property or opening a nightclub, but voices told him to, so he did. Right. Yeah, and because because it's it's classified as a nightclub slash honky tonk. So, you know, right? That you know, that's two step and cowboy uh, really. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, ironically enough, so I've listened to. Uh, okay, so Bobby Mackey is still alive. Is first he? of all, uh, it, it says he is. He's seventy eight or seventy two years old. Um, I've never heard. I, I may have. Um, says his musical style can be described. As similar to Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, George Jones, Buck Owens, Conway Twitty, and Johnny Paycheck. Uh, well, I'm sorry. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you hear, <laughs> Hank, right? you, you know Hank Williams, you know Merle Haggard, you know George Jones, you know Conway Twitty. You know, even if you're not a country music fan, you still know who some most of these people are. You know, but you hear, you hear Bobby Mackey, you don't hear country music. You hear about Bobby Mackey's music world. You know, that's what you hear. Um, yeah, well, apparently, Bobby Mackey had 
uh, Bobby Mackey has been making music uh, for 40 years and he's had one song that I wouldn't even call a hit. It reached 57 on the U.S. countries charts and it Chip, you there? No illusion? I've never heard this before. Yeah, I've, I've never heard it either. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so. But I'm probably going to go look it up now just because... Yeah. We're, we're not going to play it because we don't want to give Bobby Mackey, you know, 75 cents to, you know, play a Yeah, we don't want to give Bobby Mackey reason to, to sue us. But Right. Um, I, th- I, think, I, th- yeah. I think we can play like a five-second clip or something like that without... Because once it goes beyond five seconds, then you have to pay royalties or some shit like that. So yeah, but we ain't got the money to pay royalties. So no, we're just no royalties. Why all of our music on this? That's why everything you hear on Movement Radio is royalty free. Mm-mm. Correct. That is correct. Um, leave. Uh, sent you an email. Did you send me an email? Uh, Let me look. And there was a couple of more that I thought you would be in. I did. I, I page. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you okay? You sent it to me through Facebook. Okay. Um, I, I have my phone on. You gotta forgive me. Sometimes I have my phone on vibrate or. Uh, okay, yeah. So we had a couple of more. We talked about Perry. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about the tavern. Uh, we talked about Zebra Hotel. Oh. Oh, 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 okay. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, we hey, man. Hey. Okay, there we go. Hey, yeah. I, I'm, so there's yeah. Two, two in particular I want to hit, hit on. Uh, hold on. Uh, some issues. Ladies and gentlemen, if we get disconnected, we will reconnect in just a minute. I keep getting a, uh, a pop-up that's saying that we're having some issues. Uh, Uh-oh staying connected it's probably due to the storm that's going on right now yeah. hopefully um, hopefully it won't do us but, like it did us for the yeah. uh for the uh shinedown retrospective because unfortunately we had to get cut short for that one as well um but yeah yeah but, but yeah no, but I'll, 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 um, I'll run through it here and just yeah because i know the ones that you're talking about um i'll take the first one if you want to take the next one after that um yeah, uh, yep, this one fine. is in Prospect, Kentucky, and it is Sleepy Hollow Road slash Devil's Point. Now, it says Kentucky's own Legend of Sleepy Hollow takes place on Sleepy Hollow Road. If you find yourself driving late at night, high headlights are your only friend as a source of light on this winding road. Now, the story goes that the dark that a dark hearse will speed up behind you too close for comfort and make you so nervous that you lose sight of every turn and you will crash but if that's not enough to scare you take sleepy hollow down further and you'll find the devil's point a site that is known for satanic rituals and human sacrifice haunting chants and bonfires with people dressed in black robes yeah that's scary as shit uh, <laughs> um it would normally when you hear about because I find that ironic because we watched, we just watched Sleepy Hollow the other night, um, the, the old Johnny Depp movie. Right. When you think of Sleepy Hollow, you think of the Headless Horseman, um, him coming out of the tree and everything, and the, the tree is the gate, is the uh, the gates of hell and things like that. Um, 
you know, but you do hear a lot about, you know, satanic rituals and sacrifices and different uh, cultish like uh, evilness that you would that you would hear about, especially in in the uh, Prospect, Kentucky is really not a big big place. You know, it's more a rural, you know, town, right. little small little town. And if the most successful thing you're known for is a road where you could possibly die from like evil satanic worshiping you know people who sacrifice you know with chants and bonfires and people dressed in black <clears throat> yeah I don't want to go down that road <laughs> not in the least and I don't want to know about so I don't want to know, nope. you know not, I ain't ready all. for the long black Cadillac I'm sorry that ain't happening <laughs> But anyway, so and then you got and, and, and the picture that in the picture that accompanies it is very, very like it looks like it's it's kind of eerie. Yeah, it's kind of eerie looking. Um, so it's it's the picture of a road uh, with these really creepy looking trees, and it's all fogged up. Like it legit um, look, it legit looks like so, a yeah. scene from the movie Sleepy Hollow, you know, or. Or it looks like it like it's a place. It's like like I can imagine like Ozzy Osbourne like taking a picture in this for like an album or something like that. Like I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, most definitely. All right, but anyway, so you got most you got the last one for the day. Got got the last one for the day. Last one for the day is the Kentucky mm-hmm. State Penitentiary in Eddyville, Kentucky. Um, there's anywhere that hosts tortured souls. It's the Kentucky State Penitentiary. This maximum security and supermax prison uh, can hold up to 856 prisoners at a time. Uh, that's what they tell you, and I'm sure they pack more. It, it's known that. Oh yeah, there do that. I, 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 um, not to cut you off, but uh, there's an episode called. Uh, there's an old TV show. I say it's an old TV show because it doesn't come on no more. They don't make new, any new episodes. Called Beyond Spirit Straight, right. and he and one yes. of the guards asked because you know because the the um. The, the, the inmates talk to the kids that they go through there and stuff like that. The officer looked at him, looked at the inmate and said, how many people you got in your room? Four. How many beds do you have in your room? Two. How many people Two. can fit in this prison? One more. There's always room for one more. And that, always room anyway, for I, one I more. didn't want to cut you off or nothing like that. I just had to tell that. Go ahead. Nope. But uh, you know why there's always room for one more, right? Them out. <laughs> Nope, because prisons are for-profit uh, buildings, and the more people they put in, the more money go. they make. That is that is yeah. a fact. Uh, but we're not going to talk about social justice nope. today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Kentucky State Penitentiary, uh, and it says that this prison has a long history of abuse, a prison break, two death penalty executions, and one death from a hunger oh, strike. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it says that the uh, prison is rumored to be haunted, or uh, haunted, uh, rumored to be haunted. Uh, prison guards and inmates alike have reported voices and footsteps when no one is there. Disembodied screams and other cheer- ex- the disembodied screams and other chilling experiences add to the scare factor. Uh, now, like any prison. Uh, that we've talked about on any episode of the hauntings of people die in prison. Of course, yes. 
Uh, and prisons seem to be some of the most wanted places yeah. in the world. It, it's up there. Uh, yeah, we have it's up there only, tied with hospitals and yeah. cemeteries as far as haunted places. Right, right. Those those three places, uh, well, hospitals, cemeteries, and, uh, and prisons, and then followed by yeah. hotels. Those seem to be the the what we talk about the yeah. most. So it's it, it's no surprise that this would be on this list, and I'm sure that you know, like we're we're talking about the most haunted places in the U.S. Yes. right now. Um, but if we decide to expand this series to encompass like Canada or Mexico, uh, Central, you know, places in America, South America, it, you know, expand it worldwide and, and do different countries and stuff like right. that i'm sure that you will you guys will see that very theme of hospitals cemeteries hotels and prisons very rarely is there Uh yeah very rarely do you do we do like homes like actual like well amityville was a thing and then there was there was there was another one there was another uh, one um you know right um, but those are very very few and far between you know there are some but most of the time yes it is uh hotels cemeteries hospitals and prisons where we we have our most uh scares and paranormal activity so that all being said bubba out of all the ones that we talked about today which one did you feel was the most interesting um I, okay, so I was really intrigued by Bobby Mackey's music yes, world. Absolutely. Um, I, that one I would probably say was my favorite. Um, I've I've known about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, uh, so you know, but it, it still interests right. me. Uh, and then the other one for me would have been the. Uh, the Seelbach Hilton in Louisville. Right. I like that one as well. Um, for me, um, uh, I would probably say Bobby Mackey's Music World was probably the most interesting one to me. Uh, followed followed closely by Waverly Hills. But another one that right. I really enjoyed uh, was the Louisville Palace Theater. You know, that they oh, that yeah. they still to this day. I mean, the, the story of when you hear it from, you know, the newscast and things like that about, you know, oh, this is what we've experienced, you know, and they actually have people talking about the experience, not just, you know, hearing old stories from past employees or things like that, you know, but you hear it from the actual people who are there. Um, you know, so I think it's very interesting. The fact that, that it's still around to this day and it's one of the very few places that is still theater driven more than just, you know, you know, like in, in, in the sense of like old timey theater, you know what I mean? It's one of those right. around to this day. Um, you know, because Louisville has grown economically and it has grown, uh, you know, very much more urban now, I would say, probably more so than other places in Kentucky. Um, as far as like, as far as like more modern, you would, you think of like more modern places in Kentucky, you'd think Louisville or you think Lexington, you know. Um, you would especially think, you know, them because they have the two biggest universities because, uh, you know, the, the Lexington has University of Kentucky. Um, and then you have Louisville right. who have the Louisville, Louisville University, home of the Cardinals. 
Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was another that was one that I thought was very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> so that's it for the <coughs> damn. Sorry, excuse me. That's it for, <laughs> for the bondings of. Um, off the top of my head, see A B C D F G H J K L. What's next? L M. Think. We'll see. Do we have one? No, we don't. So I think it Louisiana one. So yeah, Louisiana. We got Louisiana next, I believe. Yeah. Is it Louisiana next, or is it is it no? Yeah, it's Louisiana. Um. So that being said, um, we want to thank you guys again for listening to us. We got Louisiana on the very next episode. Now, I mentioned it earlier today on. We mentioned it earlier today on the Movement Radio Facebook page. On September 21st, we are going to be dropping our very first Q&A episode where you guys will get have an opportunity to be a part of our content, be a part of Movement Radio, and all you got to do is just send us your questions. No topic is off limits except politics because fuck that. Um, we want to be able right. to answer your questions. We want to be able to you know get in touch with our fans. Um, like I said before, you know, ask the questions that you want to ask us. Um, we have, um, you know, we're, we're going to be getting, hopefully we'll be getting a lot of questions. I already have, I think three or four since I put the message up. Um, and we're, uh, on September 21st, we're going to be dropping the episode. Now you guys have until now, until September 19th to get all your questions in. And the reason why we're doing this is because we want to get another episode of movement radio in. we don't know if it's going to be a sports themed episode or it was going to be another rock retrospective but we'll come up with something and then in two weeks from tonight or two weeks from yeah two weeks from today we're going to be doing the hauntings of louisiana and then the week after which will be september 21st we're going to be dropping the q a episode so make sure you get your questions in all you gotta do is just tell us who you tell us your name and where you're from and then we will try to get there get, get your uh question on the show and answer it as honestly as we possibly can uh chip anything else to coming down the pike for movement radio uh well i was going to say uh there are several places that you can go to send us those questions you can email uh talon or myself directly you can email the movement radio page direct messages on twitter instagram tiktok um uh we have a new website uh the link will be in the uh the description um, it is podpage.com slash site slash movement dash radio. I know that's a lot to remember. That's why we will put it in the link description below. Um, and I don't want you to try to remember that because that will change uh, very shortly. Uh, I am purchasing a website domain, which will just be dot com. Yeah. Uh, but that that is in the future so we have that coming new um uh, new website domain name um secondly uh i am still in the process of converting all of our past episodes to video and going to be uploading them in order on our youtube page so you can go there and check us out as well um as, as always, uh, Battle Topics, uh, I know we keep saying that's coming. Uh, it is coming very, very soon. Um, we just have to iron out um, a date with our third host on that one so we can all three be able to be present for the first episode. 
uh, something about sports will be making a return. Uh, we're going to continue with the hauntings of. We've got several um, retrospectives coming up. Uh, just just a lot of, of cool content coming out. Uh, a lot of the things that you guys have asked for. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, some deep dives into uh, creepypastas that you guys asked for. Uh, but also, um, you asked for it. I want to do it. Um, I know Talon wants to do it. So we have that. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Um, right. Well, here's something else. If any of you guys have suggestions for any topic that you would like for us to hit on and discuss, please do not hesitate. Please Email us, contact us, message us, anything that you guys would like for us to at least touch on or talk about uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, we, I actually yeah. oh. have been, you know, thinking of a lot of different things. Like, we've talked about um, – I was actually talk, th- talking – I haven't addressed this with Chip yet, but I figured, that, hell, this might be the best time to do it since I'm since we're here. Uh, we're gonna, we always do stuff on the fly. Hey, I mean – I got to call it my ring, brother. Uh, right. um, I was thinking maybe we could do something to the effect that maybe we return to putting polls back up on our Facebook page. And these polls, because uh, we are definitely doing, something I want to do. Right. Um, and since we're going to be uh, putting the polls back up and we're going to be doing more of the rock retrospectives that, we, that we've been talking about doing, we're going to pick two bands and we're going to let you guys vote on which band you want us to feature on an upcoming edition of rock retrospectives i think that it would be a pretty cool idea to get you guys involved again because the last time we got you fans involved you had this amazing show called the hauntings of it was you guys who who created this show it wasn't just us it was you guys that created it because me and chip sat down and said wow we're in over our heads let's split this up into 50 50 different episodes so it worked out for the best i think yes uh what one other thing um If you want your voice to be heard on Movement Radio, go to our uh, page on Anchor.fm. Um, there's there's a link to it in uh, on our new website. There's a link to it in the description below. Um, there's a link to it on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, um, everything. Uh, so if you would like your voice to be heard on movement radio go there and send us a voice message yeah it's very easy to do uh and so uh if you do that between now and september 19th and you ask us a question we will play your question live and then answer it live on the podcast right yeah so, you don't have yeah you just you don't have to just message us you know handwritten email handwritten emails uh you know how to message just message us via you know email or messenger you can again like what chip said you can visit you know you can send us voicemails and we can take care of it from there play it live and um we said we have we have been saying this literally every single episode for probably for the past month and a half but we sincerely mean it thank you guys for all the love and support that you've given us bubba Chip sent me an email, uh, a text message earlier today. We were at 5,600 downloads. And it's incredible that we've gotten that many downloads. And again, we cannot say thank you guys enough. You made this, you guys made this happen. It wasn't just us because, I mean, 
this is the shit talent. we talk about on a daily uh, basis anyway. You know what I mean? So talent. thank you guys again. Yes. Hey, Talon, uh, real quick. What was that number you just spit out? How many, how many downloads? 5,600. Okay. Now, do you want to know what we're at right now? Where, what are we at right now? 5,700. So you mean to tell me from, from 845 when you messaged me this morning to, to, to show me that it was 5,600. From 845 this morning to 845 this evening, we've got 100 downloads. Wow. That's um, you guys, man. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you never cease to amaze yes. us. We, we truly appreciate you. Uh, there's just, just no words to describe how much we truly we feel humbled by the power that you bring to us. Absolutely. Um, so uh, just just keep it up. Uh, we're going to continue to give you guys the content you want. You guys continue to show us the appreciation uh, that you have been. And we're going to rock on uh, and do this for a very, very long time. Uh-huh. Thank you absolutely, so absolutely. And not just us, yeah. but there's also a lot of great other people out there who are giving out content as well. Shout out to the guys that turned the buckle podcast. Shout out to Jaden Newman with uh, how you take your wrestling. Shout out to our boy Gunner Miller at uh, chat with Gunner. Also check out our boy Dan Wilson over there at um, what's the name of the podcast, Chip? Seeking, uh, human, it was, seeking human victims, I think is the name. Seeking human victims. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's horror, it's yeah. it's a very yeah. It's all about um, horror movies uh, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, so definitely check him out. Also, um, go to Facebook. Um, we I, I I meant to do this earlier, and um, as always, I am slacking and I forget stuff uh, it wouldn't be me without that because I burn the candle at both ends of the night sometimes you burn the candle sometimes I burn the candle right in the middle of the wick it don't matter <laughs> but anyway. that is very very true um, we have our first count it our first sponsor yes um we would like to give a huge, huge shout out to Thompson Personal Training right here in Red Bank, Tennessee. Uh, look look up Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. I will, of course, leave the link below. Um, go there, sign up for three months at regular price, and you will get your first month totally for free as long as you tell him that movement radio since absolutely i mean it's a pretty Um, cool it's a pretty cool deal um you know we've known uh we've known sean for a very very long time um he we actually met him in wrestling um and he's helping me a lot he's helping me out a lot as well with especially with my nutrition like the workout part i don't have a problem with the workout part it's the eating right part that's my biggest issue because i mean yeah i could eat grilled i could eat you know grilled chicken rice and protein shakes but I'm a fat kid. I got to have my cupcakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, um, but yeah, definitely make sure you check him out. Um, he's got, he's got a great deal going on right now. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys go check him out, pay him a visit. Um, like we said before, next week, we got a brand new episode of movement radio in two weeks. We got the hauntings of Louisiana and on September 21st, we have 
our first Q&A episode. Make sure you get your questions in, whether you send them to us via message or send them to us via voicemail. We can't wait to hear from you guys and so that you guys can be a part of another for of another edition of Movement Radio. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. With that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go check out the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. This is Movement Radio.